We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Brian Driscoll, it's Vince D'Addario. We're here, we're fired up, ready to go. We're talking X Factors, folks. And uh, we're talking X Factors by players, player X Factors that uh, are actually going to be on the field making the plays. Okay, so we may have, you know, I don't know, a coaching X Factor maybe in the future. I don't know. That's a possibility. But today, it's about the players. We're going to do some offense. We're going to do some defense. We're going to compare lists. And so just a little peek behind the curtain. I like to do this. A little peek behind the curtain. I gave my list to Brian, and then he told me his list. So that's kind of how we do it. So we don't collaborate on the list. We come up with our own, and then we see where we kind of overlapped and things like that. So the conspiracy theorists out there who think I just always agree with Brian's lists, it's not accurate. Just so happens there's some carryover. It's such right. a lame take that I get from people too. <laughs> maybe dis- well, maybe he doesn't disagree with me because he agrees with me. He actually agrees. We're right. I mean, so that's on the yeah. offensive list today, for example, three of the four we were on the same page on. Yep. And then two of the four on defense were on the yeah. same page on. And so we'll kind of talk about the ones we agree on, and then we'll both kind of mention the other two that we the the, the other three on both right. sides we don't do. Yep, and then and then we'll also Vince today afterwards we're gonna do our Big Ten preview. So we're yes. gonna start our conference previews. We're gonna do some here at IB Nation or Irish Breakdown. We'll do others on uh, CFP Nation. But yep. so that's gonna be the the second part of what we're gonna do. So we're so gonna be dialed in. Make our East and West predictions. We'll go one through seven. We'll kind of talk about the title, the, the division contenders. You know, just get dive yeah. into those. We'll do like all fourteen teams. Uh, talk a little bit about you know what could be the things that keep those teams from reaching from winning the conference and then we'll just, we'll say hey here who the here's who the champ is going to be and whether or not that champ will yes. make the college football playoffs so we're absolutely fun yeah we are going to have some fun and then of course after we're all done with that we're going to have our mailbag so yes, sir. if you do have mailbag questions you can go ahead and get them in put mb in front of the little uh, mailbox emoji that's cool uh that way we can you know do that yeah so and and uh, and sign up for the message board folks oh, that's right we're only 10 away about yeah. 10 away from our Preseason so, goal, right? I'll be honest with you all about where we're at. 
Okay. okay. So I, I, we I like keep honesty. hinting. So here's what happened. We launched the message board in July of, it was July of 2021. Right. And so we set goals, right? I mean, Vince, you know me, I'm a very goal driven guy. I want to have something yep. to work towards. Right. And so the first goal was to have 500 people by that football season. And we did. And then essentially it was basically a, our next goal was to get to a thousand by the time we got to the 2022 season. And then the next goal was to get to 2000 by the 2023 season, then basically a thousand. And so we're actually on the verge of 3000 right nice. now. So we've already, we, we met like our goal for tw- our actual 2023 goal. We met before last year, like <laughs> before last season. So the goal we're trying to get to now is I want to stay a year ahead of what our projection was or what our goals were. And so we're about 10 away. We're actually, yeah, we're about 10 away is where we're at of, of total subscribers. That includes gold, blue, shamrock, annual, and monthly. And technically we're over 3000 already, but I removed all the people that have paid for pay using PayPal. I actually removed them from our official number because they won't renew. They can't renew because we don't use PayPal anymore. And a lot of those are still active. I mean, probably still have another 100, 150 active PayPal people whose memberships are going to expire over the next few months. Oh, but okay. so I, I don't count them because they're not going to renew. They're going to have to make the choice to sign back up. And I'd say probably 90% of the ones that, that, that kind of had their, had to renew manually have done so, which is pretty cool. So it's allowed us to quickly recover. Cause that's what I thought we were going to be far too far behind. When, when we did the PayPal thing, we stopped using PayPal that took away about 500 from our number. Wow. And we've already gone way past it. I mean, that got us, we were at like 2,700 when we made that decision, almost 28. That got us down to 23. That was in December and we're already, you know, almost at 3,000. So it's been awesome. It's been awesome. We've got a lot of cool stuff on there. So if you haven't done so already, sign up. Sign up for the message boards. boards. And we got a couple of cool things we're going to do. So right now we're working on the the donation page. But another thing we're going to do, and I'm going to meet with Angela today. Because as y'all know, my my wife is the one that actually designed our message board, and she, her 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 company actually handles a lot of the most of the changes and such. But one of the things we're going to do is we're going to start a referral program here, hopefully before the season starts, where if you refer your friends to Irish Breakdown, they sign up, they put your name in there, and then for every X number of people that sign up, that you put your name in the promo code, you'll get some free merch and some free gear and some cool stuff like that. So. We're gonna like start it. that that part as well. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But that's not... That's not the main topic for today. It is not. Today, the main topic, and we're going to jump right into it, X-Factors, baby. X-Factors to this team. And we had a definition. I want to make sure that everybody's on the same page here. So uh, the definition that we're using for X-Factor is a variable in a given situation that could have the most significant impact on the outcome. And the, But there are some caveats in that. We're not taking the guys that we know, right? right? Joe so like, Walt needs to keep playing like an All-American. Correct. Right. Like Sam Hartman, Audric Estime. Like those are known commodities. Like we know what we're going to get out of those guys, right? And we, they just we have to keep doing do. what they're doing. Right. right. So they're not on the list, okay? These are guys that if they perform and they do some of the things that we think they're going to do, they are going to be catalysts for what the offense or the defense is going to do. So – just so you guys are on the same page with how we're going to go about it, that's how we made our lists. And as you mentioned, Vince, it's players only. Players only. There's that's plenty right. of other X factors, injuries, coaching, all types of things. We'll get into. We'll touch on a lot of those things in different formats down the road before yes. the season starts. But this is about the players and the production. That's what this really boils down to. Yep. So let's start with offense, Brian, because. I don't know. I like starting with offense. And uh, it's the first list that we talked about. And we had, I mean, again, full transparency. We were going to do three to four guys. We we both did four. And three were the same. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about those three first. Okay? So the number one guy out of the shoot doesn't mean it's the number one X factor or anything like that. But he is the first guy that came to mind for me. I, can't, I don't want to speak for you. It's Chris Tyree. And we all know that Chris Tyree has moved positions. Somebody in the chat yesterday said you know we were talking i forget what we were even talking about but they were talking about uh chris tyree you know well we were talking about running backs getting drafted it's like how many from the current room do we think are going to get drafted and they're like well you can throw chris tyree in you know as well it's like no he's not a running back anymore and uh they 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 called him like a pseudo wide receiver a pseudo running or something along those lines like no he's just a wide receiver like he is a wide receiver in this offense and he's taken to the job pretty pretty well and he's put the work in don't get me wrong he has put the work in to make sure that he is going to be at the best of his ability once the season yeah. starts but i've been really really excited with what we've seen with our own two eyes at practice and how he's gotten to where he is right now still room to improve but he's 100 percent an x factor for this offense because if he can become who we think he can become 
this yeah. offense is going to take another big step. And, and let's define what the X factor aspect for Chris Tyree is. It does not mean he has to have 70 catches for 1300 right. yards. He doesn't have to be Devonte Smith. It, it, that's not really what we're looking for. I would love to see him get around a thousand yards of offense, rushing and receiving. And, and if he gets anywhere close to that, it's, it's exactly what we're looking for. But really what it boils down to is they have to, as a staff, have to find ways to get him the football. Right. And then he has to, number one, stay healthy, which has been a little bit of an issue for Chris during his career. Not that he's missed games, but he just gets banged up. You know, and when, it, when he's banged up, he hasn't been as good. Well, it should be a little easier for him to, to, to be able to still play better when he's outside than when sure. you're banged up on the inside and you're a 5'9", 190-pound running back. So obviously the staff is going to have to find ways to give him the ball. He's got to still continue developing as a wide receiver, though. That's going to be the big thing, right, Vince, is, is catching the football, being able to do more than just screens and slants and crossers, right? He's going to have to catch the ball down the field. He's going to have to work the middle of the field. Absolutely. All those things are going to be important, and he just has to be a threat. He doesn't have to be a 100-yard-per-game guy. He has to be a threat. Now, if I'm the Notre Dame right. coaching staff, the first thing I'm doing my first couple games is I'm getting Chris Tyree established. You got it. And the reason I say that is, is number one, I'm most concerned about my football team. Mm-hmm. And when I look at my football team, I need Chris Tyree confident. I need him to know the frustration you've had the last couple of years about not being made an, an important enough piece. We're not going to make that mistake. You're a right. part of this. So it's right. about building up his confidence in you and in most, even more importantly, in himself. That, hey, you can do this. I would probably do some things that are going to be a little bit easier for him initially. I'm not like first play the game, throwing the ball 80 yards down the field to him. You know what I mean? Like I want to give him some stuff to get comfortable. Let's give him the rocket treatment. But Just I am going to try to get him. To, yeah, I am going to try to get him the ball down the field. Yeah. At times as well, but I'm going to get him some reverses and some jets and some screens and some crossers and some slants on top of obviously some of the more traditional receiver stuff. And that's something I'm doing early on. And yeah. and so that's a good thing for Chris Tyree. It, it helps him and Sam Hartman continue building that relationship because it's one thing to have it in practice. It's another thing to have it in games. And the other part too, Vince, is a lot of people kind of get into this. Well, I'm saving this for such and such. Screw that. I'm not saving anything. I'm gonna. I want Ohio State hat feeling like they have a million things to prepare for. Absolutely. For and that's, that's just kind of five. Like exactly. You got to beat NC State first. first. Four games. Like that's that's nuts. And I'm I'm not waiting to make Chris Tyree a factor until we go no. on the road to NC State. I'm just no. not waiting that long. I'm gonna do it right away. Yeah, because I also and here's also that's part of the X factor. So he brings home run speed to the offense. We all know that it's can the home run speed translate into consistent production. I mean, we 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 all remember the 90 plus yard rush he had as a freshman against Syracuse. Sure. Right. We all remember the 96 yard touchdown return to completely change the game against Wisconsin in 2021. We remember what he did in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State. where He had 100 yards receiving. So that's the funny thing is there. They're, I believe he's the only receiver on the roster. Right now, that has a hundred yard game under his belt. Well, wow. I don't think that Jaden Thomas might because I know Jaden had a big game against Navy last year, but I don't think he had a hundred yards in that game. Let me just look that up real quick. Yeah, he did not. He had 80, 80 yards. So right now, the only guy on the roster That's crazy that has a hundred yard receiving game is Chris Tyree. He also had a fifty five yard catch and run for a touchdown against, if you remember, against Toledo. In 2021 as well, Vince. So this is a kid who's shown he can be a home run threat. Right. If you remember his freshman year, that 40 plus yard touchdown run he had against Florida State for for on a counter play to the left. So he's he's shown that ability, but can he do it consistently 
Can he do it as a receiver? Those are all questions. But if he does, you get that home run ability. Sure. And what does that do? Oh, of course, it gives you a home run hitter. You can you call a little screen pass. He finds a little crease. You block your butts off on a perimeter, and he takes it, and he's gone. You know, something like that. We saw some of the stuff that Braden Lindsay did in 2019. I thought Chip Long late in 2019 did a great job of finding different ways to get Braden Lindsay the ball. Do you remember the first time they really gave Braden Lindsay the football in a a a real game setting? Like you remember he caught the deep pass against New Mexico, but the first time he was actually like with the first team offense, they ran a reverse against USC. He goes 50 yards yep. for a touchdown. I was to say it was USC. And he had a 60 yeah. yard jet sweep against Boston College. And so you start seeing him kind of get involved. That's kind of the blueprint for me. That late year, what we saw from Braden Lindsay, had 200-plus receiving yards, 200-plus rushing yards. I want to see that from Chris Terry over the course of an entire season. Then the factor there, Vince, is he then has an impact on Tobias Merriweather and Jaden Thomas and the tight ends and the run game and all those type of things. And if you want to load the box up, and you better hope your nickel or your linebacker doesn't get beat on a slant route by Chris Tyree, because if you're going zero pressure against us and Chris Tyree wins off the line and catches a slant or a glance, it's gone. He's gone. You yep. can't run with him. Yep. And so it, it just if he is a legitimate factor in this offense, and it, it doesn't have to be 10 touches a game, right? That's right. the beauty of Chris Tyree's skill right. set is – with he can do a lot with five touches if it's mm-hmm. the right five touches. And and so now you have to change how you're covering Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we can double team Jaden Thomas or Tobias Merriweather or Mitchell Evans or Holden Stace or if we can put eight guys in the box all game against this team because if you get caught peeking in the backfield and Notre Dame runs a post-wheel concept and your slot has to open up and run as he's peeking inside first, he's not catching Chris Tyrese. It's not going to happen. Right. And so it just changes how you defend teams. So that's why he's number one, my biggest X factor on offense, Vince, because more than any other player on offense, him playing to what we hope he can be has a greater impact on more people in the offense and what the defense has to do, in my opinion, than Tobias, than the tight ends, than Audric, than Sam Hartman, than anybody because of that speed. And that's why he's my number one guy. And you've got a great opportunity the first couple of games to really make him feel comfortable in the offense. Because, look, let's be honest, he 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 hasn't been a straight-up wide receiver in a game. I mean, yes, in, in jersey scrimmages and practice and all that, and that's great. And he's doing a good job with what he's being asked to do at the moment. But he still hasn't done it against a different colored helmet. And so, you know, Notre Dame needs to see what he can do when the lights are on. And and you've got a great opportunity the first few games to get him real comfortable in the offense. And like you said, moving him around, doing some different things, running your base stuff, the stuff that you've been running in practice that he seems to me to be very comfortable doing and that Sam Hartman feels very comfortable getting him the football doing, that's what you need to do in the first few games. Just get him comfortable. You get him comfortable in those first two, sky's the limit the rest of the way, in my opinion. But if you don't get him comfortable in those first two and you're quote unquote saving him for NC State, your first big game on the road, or you're quote unquote saving him for Ohio State, like that's not going to work. He doesn't need to be that kind of a weapon. He needs to be an every down potential possibility on this offense because that obviously makes the rest of the offense that much better. So they need to take advantage of these first two games. They need to take advantage of the fact that they've got some real skill at the slot position number two. I mean, I I think fans are going to be pleasantly surprised. Now, look, anybody that's listening to us knows that we're high 
on what Chris Tyree can do to this offense and what he can bring to the table. But the overall fan base, man, I don't think they understand what they're going to see from Chris Tyree. I I honestly believe that. I understand some of the hesitation. I do completely. Because we've been – I mean, Chris Tyree is a big-time recruit. I mean, fastest player in high school football. He did that twice. I mean, he was the fastest man at the uh, – at the what was it? The uh, opening two years right. in a row. Won right, the right, fastest right. man contest. Yep. As a sophomore and as a junior, he had the fastest 55-meter uh, dash time for any player in the country uh, – any, any track guy in the country in his class. And so those things all factored into it where, you know, and again, at the time, Notre Dame was a team that didn't have great speed at that moment on on the team right i mean if you remember the the 2020 receiving core events was you know avery davis ben skaronic and javon mckinley all good football players not exactly burners at that point in time and so when you look at at uh that the excitement top 100 player you beat oklahoma and alabama to get chris tyree and they just have never been able to figure out a way to use them you know i still remember brian kelly's absurd comment in 2020 about well he's just a guy that gives kyron williams a breather that said so much about what was wrong with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, right? Is that you can't find a way to use a kid like Chris Tyree in your offense. And we've just been waiting. And then, you know, he's a little banged up in 2021. So some of the early season momentum, I mean, we forget early in 2021, Chris Tyree was a factor. He had a 55 yard touchdown against uh, Toledo, which was huge in that game, a game that you won at the very end. He has the complete game changing kick return against Wisconsin. Wisconsin had just taken the lead in the fourth quarter. And then from that moment on, Notre Dame just rolled them. And a lot of it was because of that, because you had just lost Jack Cone had just got knocked out of the game. Drew Pine comes in, he gets sacked, he fumbles the ball, Wisconsin gets it, they're going to have to score. And just, I mean, Vince, you were there, man. The momentum of that stadium completely swung in That Wisconsin's- game was in doubt. Yeah. That game was yes. in doubt before that happened. It was. And, and that just, I mean. Just completely changed the momentum. Of that it was thing. game it, over. That was at one that of the point. biggest swings yeah. I'd seen in a Notre yeah. Dame game in a while. You know, and then he got banged up and wasn't the same guy. Came back later in the year, had a big, uh, had a nice long run against Stanford. And then, of course, had the 100-yard game in the bowl game when uh, Kyron Williams decided not to play. Chris Tyree goes out there and has over 100 yards in the bowl game, receiving. And then last year, they just refused to build around him. But what, what a lot of people forget is Chris Tyree was the spark of the Notre Dame offense last year, early on. It was Chris Tyree that sparked him against Cal. Not not Audric. It was Chris right. Tyree. And even when you go look, you say, well, you know, Audric had that really long catch, but that long catch was built off of a, a action where they were selling Chris Tyree that got them kind of running with him. And then they brought it back with Audric, uh, you know, on that little angle route. But I think they ran like a swing to Chris and then the linebackers kind of ran with Chris and they ran that little backside swing out of 21 personnel. It was a, it was a great play call. You know, but Chris Tyree had 142 yards of, of of total offense, if you include kick returns in that game. But he had over 100 yards of offense. He had 108 yards rushing and receiving, 64 rushing, 44 receiving. Did the same thing against North Carolina. Had 80 rushing yards, 24 receiving yards in that game. And he dropped a screen pass the next game against BYU. And I feel like from that moment on, they just said they're not using them anymore. And it was just one of the weirdest things where a guy that was so important to your offense – just completely stopped getting the football after yeah. that. So, like, he had 24 touches against Cal, 19 against North Carolina. He had, ne- he had never had more than 14. And in the last six six games of the year, he was at 10 twice, and then that was really it. And it's just is one of those things where it's just, it just was kind of like a, a waste of a player. You know, you, yeah. just, you just didn't get him enough touches, in my opinion. 
And but he was important to that offense early in the year. And 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 we said this, Vince. Team, even though Notre Dame stopped using him, teams stopped didn't stop reacting to him. And I've pointed this out. There were two big plays against against South Carolina that were a result of how the defense was playing Chris Tyree. We talked about the way the big play to Chris to to uh, Brain Lindsey. But then remember early in the game, they ran that, like that outside zone type of play and, and South Carolina just like set five guys and just blew it up behind the line. When Notre Dame came back to that a little bit later and they ran that same action, South Carolina overreacted Tyree and Tyler Buckner just kept it and ran for like 20 easy yards. And that's the kind of guy he is where if you're running a jet motion with Chris Tyree you and he attention. is a part yeah. of your offense, meaning you'll actually get him the ball. Because if you're just running them jet and you're never getting the ball, they're just going to look it's just a motion is shifting strength. Just make a quick strength adjustment. We're good to go. But if you've got to be, if you're a linebacker and you're actually worried about that guy getting a handoff and all of a sudden they're coming back with Audrick Estime, you're on your heels a little bit. And now you got number seven running it down your throat. Right. That's what you get down to it. So, but I understand fans being hesitant to buy into the Chris Tyree. I don't call it hype, but potential. Cause we're not sure. hyping him up. We don't know what he's going to be as a wider. Side. Right. We can only tell we're you what we're seeing. What he, what the impact he could have if right. if he's able to become a playmaker sure. in this defense? But there's honestly, in my opinion, no guy who could have a greater impact on on the outcome of this offense than him. Now you could say I'm not talking about compared to last year because if you're going to compare it to last year, it's Sam Hartman and it's not even close. Sure, we're just talking about okay, but you already have Sam Hartman. You know who he is. What what's who could have the biggest impact on what this team can be if Chris Tyree's just kind of a non-factor. You could still be pretty good on offense. Sure. But if he becomes a factor, you could be really, really special on offense because Agreed. of what we talked about already. Yeah. Second guy on our list, and this is a position group that we've been keeping our eye on, and it's funny because I, I I, do listen to some other people, and it's it's just amazing to me the thoughts about the that. running back room. I can't help it. I still it's don't just, get that. It's kind of you, uh, you call me mad all the time about things that are it's said. Like and a I'm car just like, accident. I can't to it, man. I can't look away. I can't look away. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, I, we're talking about for the for the running back room, right? We're talking about competition behind Audric Estime. Look, Audric Estime is number one, and we know what we're going to get from Audric Estime. That's why he's not on this list, okay? But this is 2023 college football. You need more than one back. I mean, you you need more than one back, and if that second back is what we think he can be, that's an X factor. And we mm-hmm. both put Jadarian Price down as our running back X factor yeah. uh, because the talent is unmistakable. Coming off the injury is the big question mark, right? Because yeah. a year ago, he was potentially the number one guy in a room that had Audric Estime and Logan Diggs in it, and then he got injured. And an Achilles injury is a very serious injury, and it's it's very tough to get your explosion back, your your cut and drive, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. And if I didn't know that he was coming off of this injury, based on what I've seen at practice, I wouldn't know that he was injured. I, I, I'm being honest; I wouldn't know. He's yes. got that explosion. He's got that cut and go. And if he lives up to what he is able to do, I think he locks down that number two running back spot. And that is absolutely what could be an X factor for this team when Audric Estime is either next to him or on the sideline. And I think it could be special, Brian. I I really do. I mean, you could you could go with Jabron Payne here. 
you sure. can go with Jeremiah Love here. I mean, they're they're loaded at running back, and, and I don't know are. what's being said, but th- that's well, just a fact. That Audric, like they're excited about the running back room. We don't because... need to. Uh, I don't care to rehash. Okay, I was just gonna say. I, I was, was just saying, shocked. I don't know. I don't. Know, like, oh, I, don't I don't. I don't care. I'm like, what? I don't know. Don't care. Well, here's what I know. I've been around this team for a long time. I've seen a lot of good running backs come through the years. This is as deep and as athletic as an explosive yeah. as Notre Dame has been in a, in a very very long time at running back. And the reason I'm going with Jadarian Price over the others, as good as I think Jabron Payne could be, and as good as I think, as much as I think Devin Ford can help as in a rotation role, and as good as we think Jeremiah Love can eventually be, the reason I'm going with Jadarian is because not only is he incredibly talented, but again, I'm going to kind of go back to the Chris Tyree conversation. It's very similar. A lot of the stuff we said about Chris Tyree, you can just insert here for Jadarian Price, is Notre Dame is more athletic than people give him credit for. But without Braden Lindsay, they're not as fast as they were last year. Just at who we're looking at, who we know. Audric Estime, Jaden Thomas, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey. Deion Colsey could be, but that's a different conversation we'll briefly touch on here in a little bit. But Tyree and Jadarian Price bring a different kind of speed. All those guys have good speed. They're not slow guys. This isn't a slow football team like it was in 2020. right? I mean, that 2020 team was slow. They were athletic. They were talented, but they were slow, right? Javon McKinley was a four high four five. Kyron Williams is a high four five. Ben Skoranek was a high four five. Avery Davis was probably the only four four they really had. Because and part of it was because of injuries. I mean, Brain Lindsay was hurt almost all year. Kevin Austin was hurt all year. Remember, he hurt his foot in the summer. Came back for a couple games. Hurt his foot again. So all your burners were injured, and 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 so or, or had quit the team because Lawrence Keys had quit the team, and he was one of your. One, and quit the team. He, you know, transferred, getting the transfer portal. So Jadarian Price and, and, and Chris Tyree bring just an explosiveness. And you lost that when you moved Chris Tyree from running back to receiver. You kind of lost that element of running back based on what you had last year. Jadarian could potentially bring that back. And that's to me really the big thing because you know, Jabron Payne, I think, is 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 could have I'll say this right now. If Jabron Payne's ever Notre Dame starting running back, they're going to be just fine. I love sure. that kid. But Jadarian Price brings and and Jabron can be a he, he can be a hitter. I mean, you give him you give him a crease, he's going to rip off some big runs too. He's got some juice as well. But Jadarian just plays at a different gear than everybody else at running back, including Jeremiah Love right now because Jabron is a little bit older, has a little bit more weight room time and a little bit more confidence. It's more in confidence. The it's a confidence right. thing, I think. Right. Yeah. Because even though he didn't play last fall, he did go through the whole spring. Sure. the year before so this fall camp wasn't his first one so when, when i look at him vince it's very similar to chris terry he brings an explosiveness to where if you've got to deal with him if you have to deal with a healthy Jadarian price and a healthy audra estimate and oh by the way we're going to throw jabron Payne and jeremiah love at you at different times yeah, this this offense could be really really scary when it comes to running the football yeah no doubt about it it's it's exciting. I'm sorry. It's super exciting. I, I when I think about this offense and what it could be from a point scoring standpoint to uh, just a possessing the ball standpoint from a, you know, we're going to, hey, defense, what do you want to do? Okay, we're going to do this and you can't stop it. Like that's how I feel like this offense is going to be. So, all right. So let's move on to our third. We had three in common, right, on offense, Vince? We had three a, in yeah, common? That, this is our third okay. one. So this is our third one. So we're going to go offensive line here. And, and this one might surprise some people. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. But we both had it. So it didn't surprise either one of us. 
Um, and we're talking about the competition. We're either both really smart or both idiots. Well, I, uh, we'll find out which I one mean, that is when we get. We'll to find this. out. <laughs> and, and I want to give I want to give Jesse some credit here. Jesse Styers, who who co-hosts IB Nation Break, IB Nation, IB Nation Sports Talk. Wow. Uh, but anyway, when we when they did like a draft for the Blue Gold game, his first overall pick was this guy Rocco? I, I saw I, I read I listened to that and, and I was, I was like, okay like I was not on board back then like I I wasn't now I'm all aboard the hype train right now and here's why he's an x-factor for me Brian and I have a feeling you're going to be in the same vein but Rocco Spindler's ceiling is incredibly high at right guard okay and now I'm not talking you know uh you know Nelson high like I'm not going there okay but his his ceiling is high at right guard. I'm, I'm nervous about the floor, but the floor appears to be rising, which is the good part, okay? He is just a mauler at right guard. He's very different than Andrew Kristoffic, and those are the two that are competing for the right guard spot. They're different guys. Can they both be successful on this offensive line? Absolutely, no doubt about it. Andrew's the kind of guy that is just Mr. Steady. He's going to be in the right place at the right time. He's going to battle his absolute tail off for you. I love that. I absolutely love that. He's the safe pick right now at right guard. Rocco's ceiling is higher than Andrew's just because of what he brings to the table in the run game and the fact that when he's right, he can kind of steal your soul by just mauling you in the run game. Okay? And Mm -hmm. that – really excites me as a football coach. And if I'm building an offensive line, like that's the kind of guy I want playing guard. I'm yeah. totally fine with Andrew. I, I really am. But yeah. but Rocco kind of takes it to that next level and that next level of offensive line. I mean, it takes the whole offensive line to a next level if he can be that guy. And that's what excites me about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's not so much, Vince, that I think he is like this great player. That's kind of part. I think Rocco can be pretty good. I don't know that he's going to be a stud this year. The reason he's the X factor for me is a couple fold. Number one is I actually would like to see them not just play the same five guys all the time. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure that Emil Wagner is ready just yet for a full-time role should an injury happen. And I kind of like the idea of Andrew Kostovic being my Swiss Army knife. That that's number one. You can't do that if he's still your best guard. You you can't take one of your five best and put him in a rota- in a in a Swiss Army knife role knife role 
if he is your best right guard. Sure. Just can't. And so that's that's number one. Because Andrew Kostrofik has played tackle in his career. He's played yeah. both guard spots. And he's played center younger. That's, if you remember, they, they tried yeah. him at center a couple springs ago. Maybe it was last spring where they tried him at center as well. So he can play everywhere. The other factor, too, is, Vince, is I just have this vision of what I want this Notre Dame offense to be, which is really athletic on the perimeter and really big and powerful in the box. And and Andrew Kristoffic is a good football player. He's a quality football player. He's a steady football player. You know, I was talking with, um, you know, with a, a good friend the other day, Vince, and we were talking about, he said, he was explaining to me why he felt Joe Alt was the MVP of the 2021 season. And he okay. basically said, if when you look at what the offense became once Joe was inserted and in, inserted into the lineup, and I said that's fair. Sure, I, I think that. there was other factors involved in that as well, but it wasn't just Joe; it was Joe and Andrew were right. both inserted in the left guard lineup. Yeah, and so if Joe was a left tackle and the left guard was still as bad as it had been the first five six games of the year, it doesn't matter that Joe Waltz at the left tackle; it's still a problem. And Andrew doesn't get enough credit for that, for him and Joe together really stabilizing that offensive line in 2021. We know who he is. With Rocco, however, Rocco, it, it's for me, it's not so much that I think Rocco is can be better than Andrew. It's just stylistically, I want an offensive line that is big, physical, and moves people. And the reason I like that is, Vince, is number one, I've got a 230-pound monster at running back. I've and then behind him, I've got a bunch of slashers with home run speed. Yeah, exactly. And so what I want is I want a big physical line that reminds me as much as it can of the 2017 line, which it just moves people. And I and I'll and we always talk about, oh, well, yeah, you had Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey. Best block of the season for me was not for me the one of those two. It was Alex Bars. And it was against USC where he comes down to run an inside zone. He's got a tackle or a defensive lineman on his outside shoulder. He takes that guy with his right hand and throws him into the A-gap. And Josh Adams cuts right behind it for an 80-yard touchdown. And and you were like 310, 315. McGlinchey, Q was 330. Mustaver was like 305. Bars was 320. And then you had, when Kramer was in the game, he was like 310, 315 at right tackle. Hainsey was about 290. So you got a little smaller when Hainsey was in the game. You know, but when Kramer was in the game, that's a big offensive line. And I, and I want to replicate that a little bit. Right, so if, what, if Rocco yeah. wins the job, he's like 10 pounds heavier than Andrew. Although Andrew looks. He looks big. Him, he looks he, bigger this year than he's he looked. He does. And it's all a good big, career. Like it's, yeah. it's in the chest. It's, here. it's in the it's shoulders. Here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Andrew can be that mover. And this is a different conversation. But sure. I can only go off of what we've seen in the past. And I know in what he's been in the past. But if Rocco becomes that guy where he is – him and Billy Shrouth step up as the guards, this Notre Dame team is going to be a really big, physical, movement-based yeah. offensive line where last year it was more – it was kind of that at times. But we've talked about this. As good as Josh Lug was last year, and he was very underrated last season, by the way. Very. He just had so many injuries. He just wasn't the mover he was early in his career. He was a do your job guy. And I need you need guys that do your job on the offensive line. That's pretty numero uno. But if I can do my job and then move this guy two feet, foot and a half, a foot even, that's enough that a that's guy a- like Audric Estimane, Jadarian Price, and Jabron Payne and Jeremiah Love, that's all those guys need to gash you. And so, you know, where where 
the other guards just kind of like, Hey, I'm here and I'm doing my job. You go do what you got to do. And that's why I think Rocco, if Rocco wins the job, because, and this is the nice thing is if Rocco's starting at right guard at any point in time, I can promise you it's for one reason and one reason only because he's playing well. You are not putting Andrew Christophic on the bench if someone else doesn't take that job from him. Agreed. In my opinion. And that's a good thing. So uh, that's why Rocco, and, and we could have gone Billy Shrouth, but I feel like with Billy, like he, he, he kind of, he's already there. But don't you feel like you kind of know what you're going to get from Billy? I mean, to no, a degree. It's not that I know what I'm going to get. It's like, he's already at the left guard spot. Right. But I, I'm part of my thing is I'm, I'm assuming a certain level of production from him. Right. I'm also assuming a certain level of inconsistency from him. Exactly. hundred percent. Whereas yes. Rocco's a junior now. And the expectation is yes, Rocco can also move people, but you're a vet. Now you should be a little bit more assignment. Correct. Than mm-hmm. Billy Shrouth is. Sure. And so if your right guard is a guy that's kind of, a, you know, inconsistent and your left guards a little inconsistent, then you're going to have some issues, consistency issues running the football. If Rocco can become a steady force and now you just got to, you know, worry about Billy because now I can do things to game plan for Billy's inconsistency, right? Like, Hey, we're going to run inside zone to him, not away from him as much. So that way I'm cutting back to Blake and Rocco, or we're going to run counter where, you know, we're, 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 we're running, we're pulling Billy, right? So it's a little bit more, he, he's maybe he's a little bit more comfortable there. There's things that you can do to kind of protect him a little bit. If he's not, uh, if you know, if he is a, a little bit inconsistent, so that's why Rocco is my number three, Vince. I just, yeah, yeah, I feel like if he, if he see, and, and Billy was was under consideration for one of these, okay. But uh, my argument for him not being on it is going to be the same as my next guy. Why I don't have the same guy you did, okay. Then I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that I don't have him as an X factor. But when I explain it, I think you'll understand, and I feel the same way about Billy. Very good. So. Let's talk about the fourth guy, and you want to do mine first, then yours, yours first, then yes. mine? Okay. Yeah, let's okay. go you first. Okay, so the fourth guy on my list is Tobias Merriweather, and I've been talking about him ad nauseum all off season, and even more so now that we've been able to watch these guys in person in the fall. He's he's really rounded out physically, I feel like. You know, he's, he's more of a dominating presence in person. Uh, we all knew what or at least we all thought we knew what he could be last year, right? Uh, But you look at on paper, right? One catch, one touchdown, that's it for the whole season. Now, it took him a while to get on the field for various reasons, whatever. Then he was dealing with some injuries and things like that, so he couldn't get back on the field when I really thought that his year was going to take off. I think we all thought that. But he's in a prime position to be kind of the alpha of this wide receiving core, in my opinion. Now, I I'm I still think Jaden Thomas is going to lead the team in receptions. I think he's going to be kind of that guy that gets the most catches. But I also feel like Tobias Merriweather is going to lead the team in yards and yards per catch, you know, things like that. He can be that explosive outside receiver who can take the top off the defense. He can catch those back shoulders. You know, he can be that guy that's going to go up and get those 50-50 balls, you know, that kind of a thing. That that can be Tobias's game, you know, and and I think he can bring this wide receiving core. Like if he's stretching the field, that leaves a hole underneath for Chris Tyree and Thomas and Colsey and whoever else, Great House, you know, the whole group, right? And I just feel like he's going to be a very, 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 very important part of this offense because if he doesn't step up, then I do feel like the offense does not take the step that 
Notre Dame and fans and, and analysts and everything else want this, want and need this offensive side of the ball to take. So he needs to be that guy. And he's an X factor because I think he can be that guy. And I think he can, he can really take this offense to another level, but I also expect it too. So I can see why he might not be on your list, Brian. That's exactly it. He's not on my list because I already have a level a level of expectation for Tobias. That's fair. I get that. Right. Totally. It's yeah. like and now that may not be fair, right? It may it may not be fair. The other reason is we've already kind of talked about him in the a lot in the breakout conversation. Sure. Right? Like we're we've kind of already predicted a breakout for Tobias. So it's kind of like it, it may not be fair, but it's just where I'm at with him that I expect him to step up, seize a starting job, be one of the top receivers, if not the top receiver. And and just kind of be that guy. And so I, I also think that Tobias, just the nature of the position he plays, even if he's good, he's going to impact the defense. But you can take him out if you want to as a defense, if he's it. Right. And and that's why to me, Chris Tyree is more of an X factor because if you if Chris Tyree is playing well. And, and being utilized in a lot of different ways, post wheels and out cuts and slants and crossers and overs and seams and screens and stuff like that. Now, all of a sudden, it's a lot harder for you to say, we got to take five out. We got to stop five. And that's that's my whole thing, Vince, is where Chris Tyree could have a huge impact on Tobias Merriweather. Tobias Merriweather doesn't necessarily have an impact on Chris Tyree because t- Chris Tyree's success is going to be up to Chris Tyree. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where... Yeah. If you're an outside receiver, if a team wants to take you out, they can take you out. I mean, Ohio State did that to Will Fuller in 2015, if you remember. They basically said, we're not letting Will Fuller beat us. Somebody else is going to have to beat us today. We're going to double him and all. And then the only big play he had was late in the game when cornerback fell in. He beat a guy, and then the corner fell down, and you know, you're know you not catching Will if you, if you slip. But right. they did a nice job. Clemson did that. Clemson did a nice job that year, if you remember, of saying, hey, we're going to double this kid and we're not going to let him beat us. Sure. And somebody else is going to step up and beat us, right. and, and nobody could. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about Tobias. If Tobias is everything we think he can be, that's huge for the offense, right? But good defenses, Ohio State, USC schematically, but more so Clemson and Ohio State, George in the playoff, Michigan in the playoff, Penn State in the playoff, uh, Texas in the playoff, Oregon in the playoff. I mean, pick any potential LSU in the playoff. Pick any potential playoff team. And most of them are going to have the ability in the secondary and from a coaching standpoint to say, if five's all you got, I'm not going to let him beat us. And that's why I consider him and Chris Tyree more of an X factor because of the impact he has on the whole thing. And so that's why, you know, nothing you said is incorrect, Vince. It's just Looking at, I'm looking at it a little bit different. Oh, I get it, and yeah. that's why oh, I see that. Point I'm, of I'm view. Tyree here. My pick at number five was Holden Stace. That, so I, I kind of went a little bit outside the box here on this one because, man, I've really been impressed by what we've seen from yeah. him this spring. You're talking I'm about not, physical specimen. I'm not one of those people that's like just he's going to start. He's their best tight end. We haven't seen these kids block like once with pads on, right? So there's a lot we need to see from the tight ends yeah, before absolutely. I'm ready to kind of start saying he's the best. He's the smoothest athlete they have. He's probably right now the best pass catcher they have right now, but there's a lot we need to see from him. But man, if he kind of steps up and, and and continues to look this spring and I mean in the fall into the season, the way he has in fall camp, boy, I tell you what, he has a big impact because 
he's not Michael Mayer. Nobody is. But the impact is he does things a lot differently than Michael Mayer as a tight end. He's a guy that you can literally, Vince, put out it wide, and you did that with Michael Mayer. But the routes sure. you're going to use with him out wide are a lot different than the routes yeah. you're going to use with Mike, with Michael Mayer. And and we've already seen some of that stuff. Without getting into specifics, we've already seen some of that stuff. And so now mm-hmm. I can go, I can go with him in the boundary, and 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 honestly attack you as an offense, Vince. Like I'm in ten personnel schematically, but then on that same play, I can I can bring him in as a as a you know attached and and you know when I go twelve personnel now if I'm Notre Dame and and I'm and I'm in Jared Parker's shoes I can go twelve personnel now and give you a completely different look than we gave you twelve personnel last year. Now he's got to learn he's got to be able to block and I'm not saying he can I'm just saying we haven't seen it sure because we haven't seen them blocking in practice seen- so far. Anything the only blocking physical, we saw them doing yeah. was the first day with no pads on. That's right. just irrelevant. That's not a thing. <laughs> so he's got to learn to block because then he's got to be that weapon in 12 personnel where he can actually line up and and, and give you give you some – just give me good effort, give me good technique, be assignment correct. I don't need you to crush people. Just do your job. And he already showed me last year he'll compete in the run game. I mean, he already showed he'll compete in the run game. Now he just has to get stronger and be more assignment correct this season. So he's just a guy, Vince, where – if you've got Holden Stace and Chris Tyree on the field together, you can do so much stuff. Like somebody asked on the message board today, you know, would you like to see Notre Dame do a lot of 20 personnel? And I was like, not a lot. I want to see it as a wrinkle, but it's not a main thing. I said for two reasons. Number one is 20 personnel is just not an every down alignment. But you're also kind of already in 20 per 21 personnel when you're in 11 personnel because of Chris Tyree's presence. You've already, you already kind of have that element that you would have if you went with a second back. I did say this, if I don't see at least one series where I've got Logan Dick, where I've got, excuse me, Audrey Estimate, Jadarian Price, and Chris Terry in the field together, I'm going to cry. So I'm going to I'm gonna uh, say that, you know, Coach Parker, Jared Parker, just do me one solid, all right? Tommy Reese ignored me for three years. Chip Long ignored me about, about Avery Davis throwing a pass, okay? Don't you ignore me as well. Give me at least one series with Audrey Jadarian Price and Chris Terry all in the field. Give me a 20 personnel look, split backfield, Chris Terry in the slot, and have some fun with it. Okay. And I don't even care if it's against Tennessee State. Just let me see it. <laughs> just let you just soak and it. Then, and then let the other team see it as well. So, uh, but when you look at Holden Stace, Vince, if he is as good as we hope, knock on wood, he can be based on how he's been in the spring. Because here's the thing. Holden Stace didn't just come out of nowhere this fall right. camp. He started to show us some of this this spring. We've talked about him before. And if if Mitchell Evans continues to improve and if Holden Stace can be a legitimate, this kid has to play kind of guy, man, you've got some really interesting wrinkles. Because we've talked about this before. Last year when you went 12 personnel, you had two of the same dude on the field mm-hmm. in Michael Mayer and Mitchell Evans. Yep. Meaning, not that Mitchell Evans is the same player as Michael Mayer, but the concepts you're going to run, the sure. way you're going to use them is set. Yeah. almost identical as yeah. far as conceptually. Right. With Holden Stace, you can use him in a lot different ways schematically, conceptually, than you used Mitchell Evans or, or Michael Mayer. So it just gives you a little bit, a, a, a really, not even a little bit, a really different look in 12 personnel than you've had. And so that's why I look at him and say he could be an X factor. And again, so here's the big thing, Vince. You start stacking these up. The more these guys that play well, the better, right? And that's the that's the fun, exciting thing is if Tyree is what we hope it can be, if Jadarian Price is healthy, 
because that's really only that's it for him, right? It's really just health. The talent is there. We saw it already in the spring. It's just getting the dude stay healthy. If Rocco steps up and plays well, if Tobias is what we think he's going to be, because again, I didn't disagree with you for what Tobias is going to be. I just disagreed. Sure. Not that even he, disagreed. I just chose not to have him here because of the assumption he's going to already be something. Sure. If Holden Stay steps up, steps up, man, this is going to be something special. And there, there was one other guy that I really thought about putting into this category. Who, who, and that's Dion Colsey. Mm. he's the only other guy that I look at and say, if that dude, if the light goes on, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. And, and, but I feel like we've already talked a lot about that, which is sure. part of the reason I chose not to talk about him again. In this part, His name crossed my but mind too, because there's a he, lot of those guys though, Vince, right? Right. I mean, that's right. the thing is that's what's so exciting, but also honestly somewhat concerning about this team. If we're, if we're being honest and objective, these are some really talented players. But every single one, as of right now, is still an if. Mm -hmm. It's still an unknown. It's still an unproven. The more of them that step up, the better this offense is going to be. But there's still a lot of unknown commodities that need to become known. Will they happen? I think some will. Sure. How many? We don't know. And that's really what we're going to learn about this football team going into the season. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.